Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. In the words of those great philosophers, Radiohead, you do it to yourself, just you, and that's what really hurts. Now, Labour is in crisis and its leaders only have themselves to blame. Here is a story of grotesque double standards, grubby factional politics, outright dishonesty, and what should matter above all, which is how amidst what is officially an alleged genocide, it is those deemed to be critical of some of the worst crimes of the 21st century being hounded from public life rather than those who support the mass slaughter of, amongst others, many thousands of children. Where to begin? Now, let's start with Azhar Ali the former Labour candidate for the upcoming Rochdale by-election. Azar Ali is a leadership loyalist. He's a former New Labour advisor under Tony Blair and Gordon Brown. He's in the in-group. That matters a lot, actually. He was recorded at a Labour meeting saying this. Netanyahu, right, deliberately, he was in political trouble. He's in, you know, right, he's in political trouble. He cashed it. They deliberately, I believe that, and I've said it publicly, they deliberately took the security off, yeah. they allowed the massacre, they and did. here's a massacre of yes. 1,200 innocent people, right? They allowed that massacre, and that, give, they, that gives them the uh, green light to do whatever they bloody want. Okay, so first up, this is a straightforward, baseless conspiracy theory. Now look, it's completely true, legitimate, and based in facts that the Israeli state failed to act on evidence and warnings about an impending attack. Everyone knows that. Indeed, that's the consensus view in Israel itself. And one of the reasons Benjamin Netanyahu was so determined to drag the onslaught against Gaza out as long as he can is because it keeps him in power and deflects from his responsibility. Also, totally reasonable to point out the 7th of October attack in which grave and unjustifiable crimes were committed against Israeli civilians. That has been used by the most extreme government in Israel's history to perpetrate the sort of war crimes they've clearly always relished perpetrating. And indeed, many of them have not exactly been subtle about how this is an opportunity to drive the Palestinian people from Gaza, an inherently genocidal act. That is not the same as Israel deliberately allowed 7th of October. That's just a totally baseless and frankly wacky conspiracy theory. When Occam's razor, that is the simplest explanation is normally the most likely, would tell you that the Israeli state was drunk on its triumphalism, believed that Gaza was a sealed tomb for its inhabitants from which nobody would ever be able to escape, and they could concentrate instead on tightening the noose around the necks of the Palestinian people in the West Bank, stealing and settling their land, colonising illegally their land, and burying a viable Palestinian state forever. Now, the point about this absurd baseless conspiracy theory, as we'll see, is that if this had been a Labour politician who wasn't left-wing saying all this, he'd have been immediately perched, with much relish, I would say, he also would have been publicly crucified from the outset. So how did the Labour leadership respond? They believed that an apology was enough, and they continued to support him and campaign for him. Clearly, it's an insult to anyone's intelligence to believe that Azhar Ali suddenly stopped believing this conspiracy theory because he got in trouble. If you're so attached to a conspiracy theory that you're willing to publicly declare it in front of other people, why would you suddenly stop believing it because your bosses order you to apologise in order to save your political career. 
Let's get real here. Who really believes any of that? Now, what happened next? Shadow Cabinet Minister Lisa Nandy was sent up to campaign with him a few hours later. The Shadow Cabinet Minister Nick Tom and Simmons was sent out to defend him on the airwaves. Let's hear from that, shall we? What Councillor Ali has also said is that he apologises unreservedly. He retracts the comments and he's also said, which I think is hugely important, that he understands now the gravity, the scale of the offence that's been caused and knows he needs to rebuild trust, huge task ahead of him with the Jewish community. And that is what I would now expect him to get on to do. Why should the Jewish community accept his apology? <clears throat> well, look, I take what Councillor Ali has said at face value. He said he fell for an online conspiracy theory and that does not represent uh, his view. But somebody who can fall for an online conspiracy theory of this magnitude, is he the right person to represent the good people of Rochdale? But people can uh, get things uh, very wrong. That's obviously what uh, happened uh, here. And Councillor Ali has to learn lessons from that. What Thomas Simmons does here is attempt mitigation. It's actually a plea for sympathy. That would not have been extended to a politician who wasn't in the in-group or a left-wing politician. We'll come on to that. Then there's Louise Elman, the former Labour MP. She's close to the leadership. She said she was appalled at Azhar Ali's uh, outrageous and offensive conspiracy theories, then goes on to say she'd known him for over 20 years, adding, he's consistently supported me when I was subjected to anti-Semitic attacks, said that she's always found him to be an ally, which makes these comments, she says, out of character, and that he should have the opportunity to work with the Jewish community to restore the loss of trust that his actions have caused. Others came to his defence as well. We could go on. Now, I'll put these comments in proper context shortly, but suffice it to say, we can clearly conclude there was a deliberate attempt by the leadership of the Labour Party to save Azhar Ali's career. Then, after a couple of days of this, an uproar, further comments emerged. Let's have a listen. It shouldn't have been suspended, right? Mm. It was suspended on what was said. And, uh, you know, I know him really well. <laughs> yeah, and he's a solid Palestinian, pro-Palestinian supporter. The media... Right, and some of the people in the media from certain Jewish uh, quarters were given about what he said. Now, look, let's be clear. When you're talking about people in the media from certain Jewish quarters, you're just being anti-Semitic. It's classic conspiratorial stuff about shadowy Jewish power. And indeed, if we're going to just be accurate about what he was talking about, lots of people who weren't Jewish were involved. And I'd note the leadership of the Labour Party, which is not Jewish, is itself looking for any excuse to purge left-wing MPs like Andy McDonald. I'll come on to that. Uh, so when all this happened, they clearly just had absolutely no choice but to withdraw support from the guy. I mean, it was just ludicrous to suggest there was any other option for them. So listen then to Keir Starmer. Information came to light over the weekend in relation to the candidate. There was a fulsome apology. Further information came to light yesterday calling for decisive action. So I took decisive action. It is a huge thing to withdraw support for a Labour candidate during the course of a by-election. It's a tough decision, a necessary decision. But when I say the Labour Party has changed under my leadership... Oh, come on, Kit. Honestly, just taking the piss. Decisive action, gaslighting. Azza Ali was in their faction. Their gang, one of their own, so they tried to save him. Straightforward. Compared to left-winger Andy MacDonald, let's hear what he said before he was suspended. We will not rest 
until we have justice. Until all people, Israelis and Palestinians, between the river and the sea, can live in peaceful liberty. He was suspended for that. Let's be clear. There was absolutely nothing with what he said. There was a much repeated claim by apologists for Israeli crimes that from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free is somehow racist or even genocidal. Firstly, that's a nonsense. The vast majority using that slogan simply uh, support the national self-determination of the Palestinian people who from the river Jordan, i.e. in the West Bank to the sea, i.e. in Gaza, are sub subjugated by Israeli oppression. I note the founding charter of Benjamin Netanyahu of the Kurd party declares... Between the sea and the Jordan, there will only be Israeli sovereignty. And indeed, the Israeli ambassador to the UK, Zippy Hotavelli, has used the phrase, between the sea and the Jordan River, there needs to be one state, only the state of Israel. So it's perfectly acceptable for the current masters of Israel to use from the river to the sea to describe a project of stealing Palestinian land, building legal settlements of it, subjugating Palestinian citizens with apartheid, and as things stand, carrying out an alleged genocide, but it's genocidal if supporters of Palestine do it when referring to national self-determination. That is ridiculous. In any case, Andy McDonald did not use that phrase. He specifically used the phrase to use peaceful coexistence. So what he did is answer the allegation that between the river and the sea could be construed as something it isn't by explicitly spelling out peaceful coexistence between Israelis and Palestinians. So what happened to Andy McDonald when he said that? He was suspended. And he's still suspended. What did the aforementioned Louise Ellman say when Andy McDonald was suspended? The Labour Party is right to suspend the whip from Andy McDonald. That's what she said. When Jews are experiencing unprecedented levels of anti-Semitism, evoking the river to the sea is deeply provocative and irresponsible. Labour is acting on its pledge to make the party a safe space for Jews. So he said nothing, nothing anywhere near as bad as Azhar Ali, but suspending the whip in his case was making the party a safe place for Jews, when he was calling for peaceful coexistence between Israelis and Palestinians. Ridiculous doesn't even begin to cover this double standard. I mean, honestly, it is ridiculous. Let's just use another example, shall we? Kate Osamore, also a left-winger, not in the in-group. On the day, the International Court of Justice, the highest court on earth, placed Israel on trial for alleged genocide. She included Gaza in a list of genocides. For that, she was suspended. See, Again, you can be, just to be clear, you can be a Labour MP and support war crimes, which, just so you know who I'm referring to, I mean Keir Starmer, he supported Israel's right to cut off water and energy to a civilian population, a war crime. But if you describe the onslaught against Gaza as a genocide, when the highest court on earth has just accepted it could be a plausible genocide, you're out. Now, the defence of Ali is, well, he did an immediate fulsome apology and retraction because he was forced to to save his political career. But so did left-winger Diane Abbott after comments she made in a letter to the Observer newspaper. She was immediately suspended and a 10-month investigation has since been kicked into the long grass. So what can we conclude from all of that? Very obvious, isn't it? The Starmer leadership is just looking for an excuse to kick out left-wing MPs. So much so that it's purged two of the only black women in the parliamentary Labour Party. But it will come to the rescue of one of its own. I would note, for example, that the Labour leadership briefed journalists that when Jeremy Corbyn had the whip withdrawn following his response to the Equalities and Human Rights Commission investigation, they went round saying that, that this was a Clause 4 moment. That's what they described it as. Clause 4, just so you're aware, was the, it is in the Labour Party constitution. It previously committed Labour to public ownership. Labour, Tony Blair got rid of it 
So it's about defining Labour against his, its left-wing past. So what they said when Jamie Corbyn was suspended, they went around briefing that it wasn't to do with anti-Semitism that they were gleeful about, but that it defined Labour against its left-wing past. That has nothing to do with anti-Semitism. That is completely driven by politics. Now, if you think about all this, Azar Ali is guilty, clearly, of a far worse offence than anything the others have done. Indeed, Kate Osmore and Annie MacDonald have done absolutely nothing wrong whatsoever. I completely support their comments. Completely support them. Let's just recall what Louise Elman said about knowing Azar Ali for 20 years and defending him on that basis. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So what matters isn't what you say, it's who you know and what your politics are. If you've got people who you're part of this in-group with the Labour leadership who can vouch for you, then that's absolutely fine if you're in the right faction. But that's not about fighting anti-Semitism, is it? That's just naked factionalism. I, I, I don't even think that's subtle. It gets worse. It gets far worse. Now, Graham Jones is a former Labour MP and now a parliamentary candidate. Now, Graham Jones is on the most right-wing flank of the Labour Party. I hold no candle for him, to say the least. He once called me, and I quote, an Iranian hangman. Not a hangman, he got, that, he got the grammar wrong. Because I opposed the British backsiding war in Yemen. Now, I can confirm, just in case anyone was maybe a bit confused, I'm not actually a public executioner employed by the Iranian regime. I'd point out that the sort of attack he launched on me there was obviously unhinged, but it undermines that some of us have a consistent record in opposing, opposing Western-backed war crimes, whether it be Saudi Arabia or indeed Israel. Now, let's just listen to some comments from Graham Jones, shall we? Fucking Israel again, mm. you know. And I'm sure that all these people think <coughs> of when they go home, but you will not get Israel over the line unless we go at them hard. Well, why is there British people in the IDF? Yeah, that's a really good point. Well, this has been raised, I'm going to take this yeah. up because we have a simple rule. You're allowed to get a flight there as well. You do, you, uh, unless, um, unless, unless there is a military alliance between us and that particular country, NATO or whatever, then, uh, or, 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 or an individual one, you should not be fighting, you, uh, no British person should be fighting for any other country. At all, full stop. It's full against stop. the law and you be locked up. On a technicality, I don't think he's got the law right, but morally speaking, there's nothing wrong with what he has said here. Nothing wrong with it. Israel is a state, let's just keep emphasising this, on trial for alleged genocide at the International Court of Justice. 
The evidence for war crimes being committed by the Israeli state is absolutely overwhelming, not least given IDF soldiers keep posting their war crimes on TikTok. Obviously, British citizens should not be serving in that army. Unlike the other Jones, I happen to believe in due process, which means all British citizens who return after serving the IDF should be subject to an automatic criminal investigation to ascertain exactly what they did in Gaza. If they're found to have committed war crimes, they need to be locked up. In any case, Jones was suspended for his comments. The fact that I'm now having to defend my mortal, one of my mortal political enemies is absurd, completely absurd, but it's necessary on a point of principle. You see, questions of anti-Semitism, or indeed any other form of racism, should not be factional matters. That was what a report overseen by the lawyer, Martin Ford Casey, commissioned by Keir Starmer, concluded. And as Martin Ford said this week, in reference to his report, one of his enduring concerns was the way in which anti-Semitism was weaponized along factional lines, which is clearly what Starmer's faction has done and keeps doing. I'm not going to stoop to that level. Now listen to this, just as a case in point, and I have to say, this really is chef's kisses. This is the icing on the cake. Ed Balls, Labour's charming former Shadow Chancellor, who lost his seat in 2015, reinvented himself as a reality TV star. He's the husband of a Labour Shadow Cabinet Minister and also a presenter on Good Morning Britain. Let's just listen to him talking about Graham Jones. Stand back here a second and get to some facts. Um, as Ali said yeah. a terrible thing. Terrible. Well, the Jewish and media bit was... Thing, yeah. and that's what he's been dealt with. Yeah. Graham Jones, I know him really well, yeah. was an MP. Yeah. He is not a Corbynite. No. Not hard left. Absolutely not anti... Nor was, anti the, nor was the Rocha candidate who's been... Absolutely not anti-Israel. Yeah. Absolutely not anti-Israel. Right. In fact, if anything, on the other side of that... Um, argument, very, very deeply embedded and knowledgeable about the military. Right. I think what had happened was he and Azraeli had been told to go to a meeting to reassure the community that they were being listened to. Um, but uh, I don't think he was intending to send those kind of anti-Semitic messages at all. You could all imagine, say, kind of expletive America, expletive France. Um, the thing he said um, about the military is true. I think it was extremely unwise. Mm. But to describe him yeah. or what he said as anti-Semitic, I think is untrue. That's why I think there might be Graham Jones is not yeah. an anti-Semitic. What do you even say? What do you even say here? Not even pretending, just saying the quiet part out loud. Graham Jones can't be guilty because he's not left-wing. That's what he's saying. So if Graham Jones had said the same thing, but he was left-wing, that would be different. Balls are saying here that you should decide whether claims of anti-Semitism are valid depending on whether or not the accuser is left-wing or not. They're just saying this stuff out loud. So if you're in the in-group of the Labour Party and you are baselessly accused of anti-Semitism, you can get a TV presenter who is your mate to write you a character reference on national television. You want to see this spelled out even more in primary colours? Here's what Ed Balls said two days before that particular clip about Andy McDonald and Kate Osamore, two left-wingers suspended who did not say anything anti-Semitic. Kate Osamore in Edmonton in London and Annie MacDonald in Middlesbrough have been suspended for, for saying things that, frankly, I didn't think they should have been sus suspended. I think Osamore's was very tasteless. Uh, McDonald's, I don't think was, but anyway, but nevertheless, they've been suspended for what you would call lesser offences. But they've been, uh, but, uh, but they've been suspended for a very particular reason, yeah. yep. which is that Keir Starmer defined his leadership yeah. as clearing up anti-Semitism anti yeah. of the Jeremy Corbyn period. Yeah. And then look at the well, fair play to this guy. He's absolutely brazen, not even hiding it. Nothing McDonald or Osamor said was anti-Semitic, as the mirrors Kevin Maguire, to his credit, makes clear here. But suddenly, Ed Balls justifies 
the action taken against them on the basis of Starmer showing tough leadership. You see, Osmond and McDonald aren't Bulls' mate, and they're not in his faction. How is this allowed, according to broadcasting rules, by the way, just having a Labour politician defending his faction on national television and throwing members of who aren't part of his faction overboard? Look, questions of anti-Semitism shouldn't be factional weapons. I mean, the fact that I even have to say this is clearly ridiculous. Anti-Semitism is an evil. It is real, it's rising, and it needs to be fought. It is not an excuse to clobber your opponents. But if you expect me to have some schadenfreude here, to go, ha, 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 how do you like them apples, that the Labour rights attempt to crush their opponents has rebounded on them, so even their own are getting purged, I'm not going to do that. Because there's something far more serious at stake here. The Telegraph this week has an article pointing at several Labour politicians, some on the right of the party, some on the left. None of them are guilty of anti-Semitism. All have expressed criticism of Israel, and not least, its war crimes. All of them, are seven of them, are Asian. The right-wing blogger Guido Fawkes, who keeps leaking the recordings of the meeting involving Azhar Ali and Graham Jones, and is thus driving a scandal about supposed racism in the Labour Party, tweeted this. The thing that nobody says, yet we all know, is that the Labour Party have chosen to seek sophisticated Muslim community support for numerical reasons at the expense of sophisticated Jewish support. That's what he wrote. Absolutely incredible behaviour, just wanton racism. He deleted the tweet. So what? Clearly it's what he believes. Indeed, when someone replied, that sounds flat out racist to me, I don't know what the Muslim community in Rochdale or anywhere else in Britain um, is unsophisticated. How do you? What evidence are you basing that slur on? He replied, well, tomorrow you will be able to hear, to listen to more of their thinking. I mean, what is this? A right-wing blogger dripping with racism there, powering a political crisis in Labour based on adjudicating who's racist and who's not. This is absurd. And it underlines the total hypocrisy of this entire episode. This is not about fighting racism. As The Telegraph shows, it's clear where all of this is heading, where anyone who opposes the mass slaughter of Palestinians is driven from public life, treated as hateful extremists, while those who support this historic crime being committed by Israel with Western support and weapons, they suffer no re repercussions whatsoever. What a despicable outrage, and what all of us have to fight against, and that means being principled and consistent. Please like and subscribe. Do share this video. You can support, keep this going on patreon.com forward slash 84 Listen to the podcast. I'll speak to you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.